last week on Lore Seekers. My name's Jibs, and I'm joined by... Oh, I gotta do something new and creative. You said new and creative. Uh, White Thunder from SoCal. <laughs> joined by White Thunder. Are you making a reference to the fact that my head is shiny? Elder Scrolls Online has endless content. I don't know anybody in this game who is 100%ed everything. Good luck. And now look at the landscape for the Elder Scrolls Online. It is incredible, you guys. There's so many amazing shows out there. Listen to all of them. Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Lore Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and Cash. Oh, man. It's been ah. such a long track today. I need bigger boots. Oh. I literally think I wore a hole in the back of my foot. Wore a hole in the back yeah. of your foot. As in sloughed the skin what off. Can I get you, boys? Oh, that's disgusting. Hi. Uh, what? What's? I, I actually made a list tonight, just so I wouldn't mess this up. In fact, I even wrote. I want to make sure I sounded out correctly. I'll take a Saint Pelin's Tawny Port, please. That'd be a Saint Pelin's Tawny Port, but that's one fine. Job. I'm going to have a barley nectar. You know, it seems like you have a freaking mini stroke every week when you order a drink. Well, maybe I just want to order the right drink. Sorry, dear. Thank you. Appreciate Coming it. right up. Uh, thank you. Uh, maybe we should maybe. go over pronunciations for you prior to the show. Like, hey. like Cliff's Notes. Maybe. <laughs> like studying. Maybe you should leave me alone. <laughs> so we don't end up the laughing stock of the ESO community. Well, I'm pretty sure that... That, that ship has sailed. <laughs> that ship is long sailed, old boy. I mean, if that hasn't happened already, you know, I don't know what to if, When it comes to pronunciations of some of these words, I mean, some people understand the no. difficulty that pronouncing Elder Scrolls names and the things that pop up in lore can be. Uh-huh. But when you're doing it live on a show, it exponentiates greatly. Right. So some people understand that, and some people write us nasty emails and tell us that we suck ass. Yeah, that does happen. It does happen. <laughs> it does. And you and I, and you and I exchange a text message and some laughs, and then delete the email. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> you make me laugh so bad. Exactly. Oh, so what you been up to? It's been a busy week for both of us, but uh, in and out of game. But um, what do you? Uh, what you been doing in game? That I'm continuing the summer of cash. Just and that's gonna roll right into the fall of cash. Right. <laughs> Dude, I have played so much freaking ESO in the last week or two. It's it's been insane. And I'm sure that um I actually should turn the little the little light on Discord off. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure when our members get into our Discord they for the majority of the day they see it says Cash the Lore Seeker. 
playing Elder Scrolls Online. Now, granted, that's pretty much the only thing I play every once in a while, play a little Skyrim, but I've been playing a metric crap ton. So you got a dick, an addiction is what you're saying. Obvious. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we need a 12-step plan? Who are you, my wife? I don't think you want my 12-step plan. Actually, actually kind of are my online wife, so... That's disgusting. guess that debunks of that. <laughs> but no... I had a had a really good week, dude. I yeah, um I rolled a stamina sorcerer and that is one hundred percent because of uh you first turned me on to it, but um our well, friends over at the Brothers of Tamriel podcast um were doing some streaming of veteran Maelstrom Arena and uh one of the gentlemen was running a stamina sorcerer. And was absolutely melting face in VMA. So I rolled a stamina sork. Orc. Stamina sork orc. And uh, I'm leveling him up right now. And it's actually going very quickly because I am PV penising like crazy right now with him. And uh, I'm... It was a little rough in between like 10 and 20. Yeah. And then I put on a fresh set of shackle breakers. And... um. What else did I put on? I think I put on a set of fortified brass or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's rolling now. He's doing well. So I'm really happy with that dude. I can't wait to see what he looks like at 50. Mm-hmm. 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 And then uh, we ran the, dun- ran the new dungeons this week. Yeah. And here's one thing that I was really happy about. So uh, we've kind of started a small tradition. Uh, and this is with some of the folks in our guild. Um, Particularly, Adelweir, we will start, um, we'll, we'll make a night and we'll go run the dungeons and we call it story mode. Yeah. Which basically means we loot absolutely everything. We go super slow and we do not continue in the dungeon until everybody is done enjoying the story pieces. Yep. So we did that with um, Moongrave Fane. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up just... We didn't end up being able to hook up for uh, Lair and Marslock. Did we? Yeah, no, we did. We ran it together. We did. Yeah, we did. Okay, so sorry, because I've run it a few times since then. But we did story mode, and it was really a lot of fun just taking our time going through. We know we're going to run this dungeon like these dungeons a billion times. Yeah. So we wanted to get through the initial story. And um, I don't want to hit it too hard because I think we have a uh, community question coming up where we're going to discuss that a little bit. But um, really enjoyed them. Mm. And then uh, the rest of my week was just kind of min-maxing my Magicka Templar. I'm still kind of farming some stuff. I got to do a couple uh, couple transmutes on some new gear. Nice, man. Active yeah. week for you. It was a great week. Yeah. Super stoked. Yeah, yeah, How about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, busy week. So I took uh, Jibs the Lore Seeker, who was a Magicka Sork, made him into a Orc Stamina Sork, um, made <laughs> a new t- <laughs> a new t- Magicka Templar uh, for a new D- DPS tune. Buddy, um, I'm so proud of you. you. Took my advice again. Yeah, well, it's awesome. It's not that. It's not that hard. You're just like, hey, do this. I said, okay. So you know. Uh, well, dude, I'm. I'm telling, being very honest with you, I found that Magicka Templar incredibly satisfying. Yeah, I'm going to give it a go. I'm on the on the lookout for a new in-game PVE uh, Magicka DPSer. So I'm hoping that this sticks for me and does well. Uh, but also, uh, got my Necro. You helped. Remember, we were working on the old uh, Necro Healer, Gotten, getting him all geared up and ready for 
Jib's first adventure into uh, vet trials here soon. So, yes, yeah. So um, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Jib's is going to be uh, joining us with Soul Breacher in the gang over at uh, Song of Necro Fetish, and we're going to be getting him through some vet Sunspire here pretty soon. And then you know, hopefully that brings enough experience for us at least to um to bring it over to our to our own family. So we can start doing some of the uh, harder endgame content, but man, it really does step it up. I mean, it's it's a big, big jump when you're going from even a regular trial to a veteran level trial. Oh yeah, I mean, I'll be bringing yeah. my brown pants, that's for sure. And on top of that, I'm yeah. a healer, so I'm in charge of people's lives. As they say, <laughs> gets real, real <laughs> quick. <laughs> When you get in there, there's like oh, very yeah. small room for error and everybody has a job and y'all best get that job done. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's what I love, dude. Yeah. That's what I love. That's the content I never thought the I would challenge. get to see, so I'm looking forward to checking it out. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah. Uh, shoot. Let's just get started. Everybody, welcome. It's kind of a chill. We're kind of in chill mode right now. I don't know if it's the whiskey talking or. No, I kind of want to be in chill mode like every single episode. It's just yeah. more fun. Oh, by the way, can we talk about the um, After Dark episode madness? Yeah. So uh, go for it. You take the lead. Yeah. So take we got a. We have only done two After Dark episodes, and we have gotten like amazing feedback from our After Dark episodes. And basically, the difference between a regular episode and our After Dark episodes are we do the After Dark episodes with no pants on. So it makes it super fun for everybody. Oh, that's not it? That's, that wasn't part of the After Dark? No, it's the it's the, it's the the thongs, the shoes. The shoes, the shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So I'll just continue with the story. Uh, we got a, really a lot of feedback about our last After Dark show. So 25% of our shows from now on are most likely going to be After Dark shows. Now, I know that's going to affect some folks, but don't worry. We're not giant cussers. We don't do a whole lot of it. Um, I think what, we're, what, what we want to do with the After Dark shows, moreover, just like kind of releasing whatever tension we have and yelling and screaming and cussing. Oh, man. Yeah. Did I say releasing tension? Okay. Yeah. You, that was maybe a terrible way to put it. Chat's tearing it up right now. I know. Hey, okay. You should not look at that right now. You should just keep finishing. I know, because I'll, I'll probably laugh just, my butt just, off. So anyway, finish. what we mean is we want to do at least one show a month that is an After Dark show that is dedicated to your questions and, you know, the content that you want to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It was... We rediscovered really quickly how fun those episodes are for us and not only for us but for you and we heard that more times yeah don't snort your whiskey after you read that comment <laughs> uh but uh yeah we we saw that a lot in your uh comments on the uh on the twitch tavern episode so we're bringing those back we're looking at least uh once a month originally it was like maybe one every other month but no 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 no, no. let's do it once every month so you can look forward to that That'd be fun. It's, it was fun. It we was re- fun. we have a great time doing those because yeah. it makes it easier for us because basically when we get questions from the community that we can answer, it's about anything. We don't care. Like if you want to know more about the way we do our show or things that we have coming up or questions about lore, questions about the guild, questions about how we run our characters, questions about Jibs and I, we don't care. 
throw those questions out there and it really helps with our content. It almost gives us like a week off to where we can just show up and screw off and talk to you guys and interact with chat. Yeah. So we like doing that a lot. Yeah, and the format comes out comes uh, well to, um, comes together well. So I'm trying to say, and uh, you know, definitely much more of a laid back atmosphere. And honestly, it's a fun switch from the you know the usual show. Just switch it up a little bit. So yeah, I had a good time. That was yeah, a, that was a good stuff. So yeah, you can look forward to more of that. But uh, this week, you know what? Hang on, we got to do the I got to do the introductions. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, welcome. If this is your first time hanging out here, this is the Lore Seekers podcast where we talk the Elder Scrolls online. This is Volume 5, Episode 5. We're your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by my good buddy. Uh, last week I went with White Thunder. I, I don't have Think of something good. Um, don't have it up. White Chocolate. Gosh. That actually, no, that actually—that's okay. That actually goes along with. <laughs> that was awful. It actually goes along with the community comparing me to The Rock this week on Twitter. I re- oh, actually really like that, and I know he's man, not our he's, Discord community. He—he's more. Well, what? Uh, he, what's he? Simone? Mm-hmm. It's like half Simone. Mm-hmm. But trust me, like I am totally fine being compared to Dwayne Johnson. They put me as I'm Jason. I'm a super fanboy. Yeah, you, I'm like a super fanboy. I'm pretty sure. On the other hand, I'm pretty sure that my wife would flip a hand grenade underneath my freaking computer chair to get to Dwayne Johnson. She like really digs him. I so, would anyway. flip a chair to get to Dwayne Johnson. No, I mean flip a grenade under my chair. I do. Flipping that too. a chair means that I'll survive the Just encounter. Just for kicks and giggles. Flipping a grenade <laughs> under my chair, however, indicates. That my wife will be collecting my pension. It's all right to say people are beautiful. I mean, Dwayne Johnson's a beautiful man. That's all yes. there is to it. Yes. That's all there is to In it. In every respect. So every respect. Now, he probably outweighs me by a good 75 so, to 100 pounds of so, pure muscle. <laughs> of pure But I'll take the muscle. comparison. And thank you very much. Can we, can we mention one other thing that went absolutely insane? The whole reason that this came up, the whole Dwayne Johnson thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where you're going. Apparently, the left-right double-double that <laughs> took place on the After Dark show last week oh. um, was noticed by a lot of people. Yeah. So if you haven't heard or watched last week's show, I don't even know if I uploaded that to Twitch yet. I'm going to have to get around to that. Um, they want it in merchandise. They want that on was, a shirt. <laughs> it was we got to give them to him. It was pretty funny. I did the old left-right double-double, and if you don't know what that is, you're just going to have to go to the show and listen to it. Um, but it was, it was pretty funny. Oh, my gosh. There's yeah. acronyms in chat now. L-R-D-D. Left-right double-double. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, welcome, everybody. Yeah. Uh, super glad to be back. Uh, we've got all kinds of things we're going to be talking about in the show. But if you missed uh, last week, you know we've already kind of alluded to it. I already spoke about it a little bit, but that was our Twitch Tavern episode. That was the first time... We had done that kind of episode since uh, Christmas 2018, and so it was a lot of fun. Oh, what a fail on our part. Yeah, I know, right? Well, kind of, we kind of forgot about it, really. But uh, anyway, those are more adult-oriented episodes, so go take a listen. Just uh, keep keep mindful. Uh, you may want to put some earmuffs on your youngins. But um, this week on the show, we're talking, uh, we got uh, your fan mail, followed up with uh, ESO in Seattle, and uh, complete a little lesson on the monument. 
Oh my god, say it correctly. Complete lore lesson on the monomyth. Okay. The, your, your way sounded better. Yep. It's very Altmer. Well, it, you look like an Altmer. Oh, here he comes in heels. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands Get only. out of here. Yeah, We don't want you here. Get out. No one wa Why do you wear heels? He's already gone. Yes. Not he that is. there's anything wrong with that. If you want to do it up and wear heels, do your thing. Look, I'm just... That's your stick. Do your thing. I don't understand the heels mix, you know, around Christmas time. He always seems to put on some of those jingle bells. You know? He does. You know what we got to do for him next time when he comes in with heels? Yeah, what's that? Hips and hugs. Hips and hugs? Hips and hugs. What if it's not consensual? Yeah, if it's a little weird for a second, it's not a big deal. As long as you <laughs> let go eventually, it's all right. That's how I ended up with my wife, dude. Well, you know. It got right. super weird for just about a second too long, and then I let go. And then she's like, that was, I don't know if, you're you're kind of funny. Eh, we were married like is, six months is later. Is that when you followed up with a left-right double-double? <laughs> like, I did. Hey, baby. She did the same thing, though, and I was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. All right. This well, is not an After Dark episode. It's, it's that time, folks, where we answer your fan mail. You write to us. You call us. And uh, we put on the show. So here we go. This is uh, first one up on the dock today. We got a voicemail from Daniel on new perspectives. Let's take a listen. Hey, Lord Seekers. This is Daniel, a.k.a. Skirty from PS4NA. Been playing the game for about four years, uh, but recently just found your podcast when exploring, just listening to podcasts on the work. Love a lot of the stuff you guys do. I do a lot of end game content, so I don't get a lot of time necessarily. I always sit down and enjoy the lore, but again, to hear you guys talk about it and your passion from that perspective is really a lot of good time. Um, two things for you I want you guys to think about. One, uh, as a console player, and you guys talk about add-ons and elements that you guys have, I think it would be fun if you guys did, for lack of a term, the console challenge, or maybe you guys played for a week or so, and I didn't use any add-ons, maybe set your graphics to what a console graphics would look like, and just kind of get that experience, uh, maybe help you guys understand what console players go through. Obviously, you can't experience the performance stuff because it's a little bit different processing power, and you probably don't have a PlayStation or Xbox to play it on, but it might be fun for you guys to see what it's like with no add-ons and experience the game in its base state um, you know, versus the add-ons and other things that are available to you. The other thing I thought would be kind of cool is maybe if you guys thought about taking some of the different roles or archetypes that are in Elder Scrolls, like a Dragon Guard or a Psychic Order Mage, for example, and maybe made some character builds around that, you know, races, characters, and sets, and maybe shared that um, as a segment of the show. Uh, you know, maybe like a, a blade segment and what that might look like as a blade. Obviously, there's some that are pretty straightforward and a lot of sublines you can do with any class, but maybe some of these lore ones and how you might create how you guys might create a character in Elder Scrolls and share some of that might be a fun way to create some characters and explore you know kind of that element of the game so keep up the great work guys hope to hear from you soon thanks bye bye I uh oh dude I don't wanna <laughs> so for those of you that are listening in the audio version of our podcast <laughs> I was shaking my head adamantly no like the Furiously. whole time spit was so, flying Dude, so in chat, this is actually pretty funny. So our death says, incoming PC elitist rant. <laughs> Which is, I told myself I wouldn't. So um, oh. I'm totally game for this. I think it would actually be kind of fun. I mean, as long as we're not doing trials or anything. But 
<laughs> anything that actually require me to know when my skills are going to end. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's totally cheating. I get that. And that's why when I see people on console doing vet trials clears or, you know, veteran hard mode dungeon clears, my hat is off to you. Not only are you doing it on a controller, you're doing it with no add-ons. You're doing it without something to tell you when incoming damage is coming or you can use another spell power pot now and it's almost like at this point it's so streamlined with some of the add-ons we can have they're just like cash it's time for you to use a spell power potion now click this button or five four three two one cash it's time for me for you to renew your endless hail. Now's the time. Whereas on console, they don't have that. So my hat is off to you guys for doing that. I don't know where you're at, Jibs. I would totally be open to doing this. Just turn all your add-ons off. It's one click. I mean, I, I'd be fine with it. Uh, I've actually started dwindling my add-ons away, I believe, um, this past what? week. I've started... Um, I have a very small list now of add-ons. I took away my mini-map. Um, I want to learn... Are you effing crazy? Here's the deal. Because I'm like... All right. First off, I was going through all my... I was having an issue. It was the game that needed rebooted. I didn't know it, but I thought it was my add-on. So I was just going through and, you know, just like, all right, what, what don't... There is a gnat flying around my face. If you see me swap my microphone, <laughs> you know... Died. You might want to shower before next week's show. I'm clean. I'm clean. All right. Baby mama reference. Uh, but anyway, so I, I was going through my add-ons like, all right, what don't I need? What What's just fluff? You know, what's just taking memory? And so I was starting to delete some. And then I really started taking a look at it. And then I thought, one of my personal favorite cities in the game is Stormhaven. Right? Right. I've played for a year, and yet I don't know my way around the city without looking at my mini-map. And I'm like, I don't know this city. I How can yeah. I ever learn the city? Play more. If, <laughs> no. Yeah, play I more. mean, I want to know everything about the city. If I go left or if it's going to take me here, if I go right, it's going to take me here. I depend on my mini-map so much that I'm like, it's. I feel like it's hindering, it was hindering my ability to remember the cities like I want to. So I got rid of it. And I like it. It's a little more work. But I like it. Okay, let me ask you this question. Yeah. When was the last time you did Crazy King, Capture the Relic, or Domination? When I did PvP with you yesterday. Without a minimap? Without a minimap. Eh, for that, bro. <laughs> I am so sorry. I need every freaking crutch <laughs> I can get in PvPness. To be oh. effective. Yeah. So, like, when I see Deathmatch come up, I still have, like, gut rot. I'm like, go, go. Because I'll get a few kills. I'm not, I'm not freaking, I am not dots. <laughs> 36 kills in a game, guy. Come on. That is inhuman. Dots but, is doing that is like guys who are surprising their wives with bouquet of flowers at, at, at their job. And then you get a text from your wife. It's like, hey. So and so got flowers today. Dot dot dot. In other words, Wait dots is 
Dots is making all of us look bad, like those husbands that give those flowers randomly to their wives. That is a terrible comparison, because I send my wife flowers at work. You don't send your wife flowers at work? Yeah, I hand deliver them. Okay, then that's a crappy comparison to Dots getting 36 kills in a game. I'm saying it's making us look bad, Dots. You're making us look bad. He's making us look bad because if you're comparing the marriage thing to his PvP skills, yeah. he kicks the crap out of us at life, period. Well, including marriage, including wife satisfaction, and <laughs> PvP. Just <laughs> So there's that. We're all round inferior people. Anyway. <laughs> nice job, Dots. The 36 kill thing. I'm jealous. Made me feel like I was four years old. I want 40 kills. It made me feel like going back to play Wizard 101. Because I might be good at that. Wizard 101. That's a poll. You have a Nick Teen account? Nick Jr. account? I did. I have a young daughter. She was very young at one point. And yeah, we played Wizard 101. Dude, you're straying. You're straying. All right. All right. Right. So my point is, I will never compare to Dots. Ever. Okay, he's good at the game. I'm not that good at the game. <laughs> so I cannot do PvP without a freaking minimap. Yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. But I pretty much might hate it for that week. I'm totally game to do this. You just tell me when you want to do it. Right now. I'm not going to stream it. Right now. You start <laughs> today. You start today and you go till next recording. That is not happening. <laughs> It's not happening. We're Quote, running. We're, we are running. You just tell me when you want me to do it. I will. I cannot do it if we have any measured type of. I'm not, I don't even care. I need the crutch. I won't do it if we're doing any type of veteran dungeon where we have to actually perform. Like this Saturday evening. Yeah, when we, we go on a Hyper Pixie stream. Hyper Pixie streaming. She's having her one year anniversary this Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, give, give her that plug. Yeah, and we're going to be streaming um, one of the two new dungeons with her, I think. I don't think she's done Layer Mars Luck on Vet yet. And we're going to be doing that with her in hopes of a clear. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, so tune into her at um, twitch.tv forward slash hyperpixiegaming. All right, so let's bring him back. So after yeah. that, let's do no, let's do, let's take the challenge and then let's report back next episode. So we'll go from Sunday until Friday when the episode drops or whenever we record of our no add-on experiences. Oh. <laughs> As for the lore bit, yeah, I'd be down. Uh, you know, I'm not opposed to that. But I'll be, I'll be honest with you, it entices me more is trying out the no add-on thing. No add-on thing for sure for me. Yeah, the lore thing would be cool. Like when he mentioned the blades, I was like, ooh, we could totally do a build on I don't that. Bl- and- I don't believe in Imperials. Oh. That's dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. But you gotta keep that shit down, dude. Okay, this stays in okay. the cave. No one can hear us. It's okay, right. we're safe. All right. Nobody can hear okay. us except for everybody that downloads our show and everybody that's in chat right now. Oh, shit. Or poop. Sorry. Okay. Take a drink and let's move on. Okay. All right. So next up, we got a we got an email from Greg, and he says, "Hey guys, thanks for the hard work you put into each episode, and each and I, I, it'd probably be best if I read this correctly. Each and every episode, huge fan. Quick question: I'm a console player and can't wait until Scalebreaker releases. Without giving spoilers, 
How are the new dungeons? Ooh. You go. Uh, okay, so I haven't been able to do Moongrave Fang yet. So I, haven't, I haven't had... I want story mode, and I haven't been able to get in there and do story mode with Lore Seekers yet to see Moongrave Fang. So Tonight. It, is it Moongrave Moon, Fang? Fang. Fang. I, I oh, okay. Fang. I'm, just, I'm just checking. I know. You're just flicking the nuts again. Yeah, you're a dick. Douche. All right, so anyway, I'm trying. A I'm dick trying. Douche. Wait, wait a minute. I'm trying. I'm trying. Wait a minute. How's I'm douche any douche. better? I don't know. I'm going to make you edit this episode. I'm a no. dick douche? No. There will be no edit. Because that sounds like you need to get it checked out. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. So that being said, uh, you know, Layer of Marcelock, we ran that in story mode together, and I will say, hands down, that was a amazing-looking dungeon. The visuals in that dungeon, some of those are were only seen in Skyrim if you had add-ons. I'm talking like the mist over the mountains, you know, and the, the with flowing mist. Yeah. You know, like when you're in some of those do. cave systems. Yeah. Um, no, we're not going to give any of the story away at all no. because they're really, they're really fun. They're really well done. Um, but yeah, like just like Jibs is saying, the visuals. Take your time, friends. You're gonna run these so many times. I'm sure if you're if you're a dungeon delver, you're gonna run them a ton. Take your time. Enjoy the story. Watch everything you see. Come around every corner and just enjoy what they put into it. And I think one of our folks uh, last night, John Esotech, last night mentioned that every single time they do new dungeons, they outdo themselves. And it is totally a true statement. There are some amazing things going on in these dungeons. I'll let you continue, Jibs. I agree 100%. No, that's all I had to say. I, I think uh, it's visually, it's amazing. Mechanically, it's fun. It's different. Um, you know, I, I'm just... You know, we made the comment, you know, last week on Lore Seekers, right at the top of the show. You know, name one game. Name one. That's doing what's being done content-wise in ESL. Black Desert Online. Name a good game. What? Name one good game. <laughs> I say that in Jess Friends because uh, they are not. No, not at all. But, uh... Swaptor. They have new uh, new content like every two friggin' years. Oh, yeah. I guess, you know what? They do have an expansion. I woke up at 3 a.m. You ever have those weird 3 a.m. thoughts? And mine no. was like, what, what, what's happening at Swaptor? And I guess there's an expansion coming out for that. There is. Oh. Like, two years late. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go with... Yeah, I love Star Wars. That's fine. But I'm going to go with the non-linear game, the game that is not on Rails, mm-hmm. that has freaking content releases all the time and it has a dev team that actually loves their people. Mm. Oh my God, did he actually say that? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the I love, dungeons? I love our game. Um, these dungeons are gorgeous, for one. The stories are outstanding. The one thing that sticks out in my mind, there's one bad, there's one good, one bad. Okay. Visuals, most particularly, um, Lair Marslock, the blight in that dungeon. It's kind of a thing. So it, the general story, which you already know, this was already released before, was that 
So Dragon Marcelok is uh has he's landed in Valenwood on a mountainside in Valenwood and he's starting to blight the land. The actual blight, number one, is it not is it not only all over the landscape in different ways and just the way that they've intertwined it into the mountainside of this uh, region in Valenwood. For one, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Two, mm-hmm. Um, the mechanics revolve around it. And number three, he has it all over him. Yeah. So when you see him, he's got it on him. And when you take him down and get the monster trophy, guess what's on him? Light. It's insane. It is really awesome. Yeah. And if you walk up to the blight and you look at it, it's alive. Like it's moving. Yeah. So it's those little tiny details that just so tickle my nuts. I am so sorry to say it that way, but that's exactly how I feel about parts of this game. Hmm. That's the good. Here's the bad. And it's super freaking petty. There are lootables everywhere in those dungeons particularly urns i am a major fan of urns but most of that stuff is all empty and it drives me nuts because i'm a looter i go to every single thing that i have time for and try and grab everything and there i would say 95 percent of the containers in that dungeon are empty Mm. Now, maybe that plays along with the lore because it is a desolated ruin, which has probably been uh, treasure hunted, you know, tons of times over by, uh, you know, looters and treasure hunters and that type of thing. So if that's if they, it's the only way that I'm going to take it is if they explain it as it's part of the lore. Everything is decimated. Other than that, when they're lootable and there's nothing in there. It, it drives me nuts. Every once in a while, like you'll find a barrel or something with wheat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and no, of the, I think two of my runs we had zero chests. Nothing. I kind of like, I, I you know, I kind of like that Little. though. It plays into the theme. Like to me, it's, you know. <laughs> okay, glad you like it. Gonna roll your eyes a little bit. I want, I want fat loots, dude. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, but so anyway, they're freaking awesome. Go play them, man. They're so much fun. Yeah, they're they're very good. Well, thank you, Daniel and Greg. We appreciate it. And you can always call us at 765-382-6961. Put us in your phone. If you get a question, randomly you wake up and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to ask this. Well, you can always call us. It goes straight to our voicemail. And uh, we'll listen to them and uh, maybe put them in the show. Okay. Now, or you can always email us, lorestickerspodcast at gmail.com. Now. It's time for the news. <laughs> All right. Well, news this week was pretty light, but uh, there's a couple things we're going to mention here. There's an ESO Community Spotlight article for uh, community-made websites that went up, and also community guides on Scalebreaker uh, special, Scalebreaker special on community guides. So there's that as well. But the one thing we are going to talk about is uh, join us in Seattle and be among the first to play... Dragonhold is coming to us from ESOofficial.com. 
ElderScrollsOnline.com, in case you didn't pick up on that. Uh, quote, be one of the first to play Dragonhold and chat with the ESO team at our community event in Seattle. Man, that brings back memories of Seattle, Cash. That was a fun trip. Uh, join Zoss. Let's go back. Okay. Join Zoss at their next ESO community event and be one of the first to play the upcoming Dragonhold DLC game pack and explore the region of Southern Elsewhere. All right, so here's the deal. This is happening on August 31st from 5 p.m. PST. Is it PST or PCT? It's PST, yeah. Until... Is there a PCT? I think we should we should pause while you Google this. I'm not Googling. Until 9 p.m. PST. <laughs> this is happening at the First and Bell. This is at 2218 First Avenue, Seattle, Washington, 98121. So if you're around that area, that's where they're going to be. And you know what? You can do all kinds of fun things there. Look at chat lighting up. PDT? Pacific Daylight Time? Do you change from PST they're to PDT? Just, they're just calling out your redneck tendencies. It's an you- actual time, but it's just a little bit west of Indiana. Is it? Yeah, all right. Well, you know, the real time zone is EST, so that's all I have to say about that. Oh, my at, dear at, at the event, you can... You can play ESO Dragonhold and Update 24 before they hit the public test server. Enjoy complimentary food and drinks. There will be giveaways, including elsewhere collectible coins, moon sugar soda, and codes for this year's convention-exclusive hot-blooded phantom guar pet. Hmm, that sounds good to have yeah. it moon sugar. Yeah. And finally, members of both the ESO community and dev teams can answer your questions and talk about the game. Now, quick note, anybody can turn up on the day of the community event with no PAX West badge required. But if you'd like to guarantee your chance to explore Southern Elsewhere, keep an eye on our forums for sign-up details. Their forums, not ours. See you there. And by the way, that post did go up over at their Twitter feed. Twitter feed, twitter.com slash TSO online. Well, there's that. And that's, and that's your news. It's short news week. Yeah, there's, there was one more thing, though, that I want to mention, lore-wise. Okay. Oh, okay. There, on the 14th of August, there was a meet the character for uh, Chevalier Renault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that awesome. Yeah, and we're not going to go into it too, too much because I don't want to spoil anything for you folks that haven't uh, been through the dungeons, especially console, because I know it's coming out really quickly. Um, anyway, in Moongrave Fane, you are going to run into a really kick-ass character who is Dragon Guard. Mm-hmm. And we've covered the Dragon Guard pretty extensively in both the podcast and in our uh, YouTube series, The Road Less Traveled. So if you right. haven't checked that out, go check it out. We have a really cool one on the Dragon Guard that's very recent right. um, video on YouTube. Anyway, um, yeah, so Chevalier Renault. It is yeah. on the main website. Actually, it's still on the on the uh, front page. You can access it. But it's one of their Meet the Characters for Scalebreaker lore, and it's totally worth the read. I, mm, I don't know if I'm going to ask this or not. No, I'm just gonna hold off. All right, so what, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What you gonna ask? Yeah. Mommy well, I was, oh, <laughs> that's dirty. I got that's, answers that's, if you got questions. That's you can go now. 
Oh, that's such a good movie. Nice <laughs> oh, pull. I didn't realize you were still standing there. <laughs> you can go now. <laughs> Tombstone, my friends. It is one of the best. Two guns, one for the both of you. All right. <sighs> okay. Oh, my God. I want to go watch it right now. It's so, it's good. so good. Right behind you still. All right. Uh, Dragonhold. Next a content update. Expand you know, I won't say expansion, but you know, finishing off the season of the dragon. Yeah. When do you think it's you know, if you were to guess, when do you feel like that is going to drop? If you were to speculate. If you were to say, I think it's gonna come out on this date. What are you thinking? Oh jeez. Ooh. All right, let's start here. Let's let's, let's bring it out a little. It, give me a month. Let's do a month. God, if I had the history of when releases were for ESO, I'd pretty much be able to map it out. But like, I'm kind of brain dead when it comes. Out. I just kind of, I just roll with it. I mean, at least the past you know year plus that we've been doing the show, I just kind of roll with it. I don't even think about months. But mm. if I had to say a block of time. I would probably say Christmas. Ooh, really? Going out that far? Yeah. Sometime yeah. around the holidays. Well, because, I mean, look at... We have several events that we haven't done yet. For, like, we haven't done the um, the Var- anything Vardenfell. Remember last year about... I don't know if it was this time or not, but we did the Vardenfell appreciation, right? Yeah. We just did Orsidium. Um, Clockwork City. Mm-hmm. Um, we blasted right through Midsummer Mayhem. We never got that, right? Uh, we never got that this year. Yeah, it's yeah. not coming till I'm next like, year. Am I wrong? Did I miss? No, something? they're coming. Am I just super old and stupid. We're yeah, on no, the streets. We coming in January or February somewhere. In there. So I mean, everything. The whole timeline's kind of pushed back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we have both. Um, Hollowjack. Coming up, mm. which is festival? This is Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you, let's seriously let's think about this, my friends. It is almost September. We are, as of this recording, eight to nine days off of September. Hi. Mm. Guess what's next? The witches' festival is coming, and then in rapid succession, right after that is New Life. So. Yeah, maybe let me push it back a little bit and maybe not say Christmas. Maybe we're looking early spring. Whoa! Finish the season of the dragon? Why do people get upset? I don't, I don't know. It's my initial reaction. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, no, because seriously, what's early spring? So you got uh, that- December, Jan- January, February. Yeah, no, I guess that'd still be winter. My guess... Late winter, okay? There's that. Late winter. Late Don't winter. make me think about All right. this. All right. Put All me right. on the spot like that. Well, I know how you do. Now I look stupid. This is why we have show notes for you. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Take a drink. I don't like it. So, Merkmeyer last year released on uh, October 22nd, 2018. See, you totally researched all this. You While totally you researched it, and then you asked me While a question. And you put me on the stand. While you were talking. <laughs> like that. That being said, here's my thoughts. I think November. 
think November. Mm, what are we looking at here? We're, yeah, we're coming up on September, October, November. Damn, I'm that is bold. November 5th. That's a Tuesday. November 5th. That's Mama bad. died on a Tuesday. That's my. It really does, though. I think in a lot of ways, it depends on two things. One, the when the next chapter is going to be announced. You know, because the last this chapter announcement was in like January, February. No, it was January because I have that picture on Twitter pinned up. January sixteenth, we were in uh, San Fran at the Twitch headquarters. So, it if they're going to do that again, it could be an early release. It could be in October again. Um, it could depend also on the events, but I don't know. I think they want to keep the same kind of cadence going now. I'd be surprised if they don't do a season of Dragon again. As long as Dragonhold finishes strong, I'll be surprised if we don't get another, you know, season of something, you know, whatever they call it. Hmm. Here's a question for you. How do you think it's going to end? Uh, How do you like being put on the spot, Mr. Man? I think it's going to end with the... This is not going to happen because we know this is a representation of the player. But I think the Nord from the cinematics is going to show up. Or a prominent Nord from the Heritage named in Skyrim as far as their name. Their name, because this is a different time period. But somebody that's you know been around for a little while... It's a name we all recognize, you know, and it's going to take us into a deep Skyrim expansion because I'm just going to keep going because I feel like they want to do some serious fan service for the next two years. And it's going to go from this season of the dragon to Skyrim, all of Skyrim. Do we just become best friends? I sure hope so. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? You know my, you know I do. Dude, okay, so I'm going to tend to agree with you. And like, like more specifically with the way that I'm thinking, I do not think they're going to wrap up dragons. Period. No way. No way. And here's the reason being. If you just relegate dragons to a couple dungeons, a trial, and elsewhere, you're removing a metric crap ton of hype that has happened for the player. A lot of nostalgia that has not only brought returning players back, but new players in. Elder Scrolls Online is in its heyday right now, and I think it was running on running on the success of Somerset, because Somerset knocked it out of the freaking park. We know that. But to continue along with the year-long story that they decided to do, releasing a brand new kick-ass class and introducing the most iconic creature in the Elder Scrolls universe into our game that we never thought was going to see dragons. Yeah. I don't think dragons will ever leave our game. Period. If they so, do, I feel like it'd be, gosh, I don't want to say less of an experience. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut in. But I no, feel like, I mean, like, they carry so much weight, which is crazy that one kind of animal, one kind of beast 
in a world carries so much weight That's for what she your said. player <laughs> experience. <laughs> what? Sorry. So, you know what I mean, though? Yeah, no, I'm I'm absolutely with you there. I do not think that... I think they're going to leave it like a cliffhanger. So, that's our personal thought. No, we don't know Jack Crud. But I definitely think that they're going to leave the dragon portion open. Because dragons are known to be in Skyrim. Everybody knows of dragons in Skyrim. I would venture to guess 75% of the people playing this game have been running through running through the cities and towns of Skyrim and remember hearing that and just going, oh crud, right now my bags mm-hmm. are full. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, that is absolutely how I personally think this whole thing is going to shake down. Yes, I think we're going to Skyrim. No, we do not know. That is speculation. There's a lot of the map that's left to be filled out, and a pretty good portion of that is Skyrim. So, um, yeah, anyway. So, I, I know we got off on a tangent a little bit, but that is exactly what I feel is going to happen. I'm actually really surprised that you felt the same way. I want a man hug, hips in. Uh, hips chat in. says Season of the Dwimmer and Season of the Lore Seeker. <laughs> and I've also heard Season of the Betty Netch, which makes me laugh. <laughs> Dana, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we want to hear from you. You know, what do you think? And this would perfectly play into our fan mail. So send us. Here's your here's here's your homework. Okay. Write this down, put it in your planner, put it in your phone, do whatever you gotta do. Call us and tell us for next episode what where you think we're going in the next chapter and why. All right. Try to keep your voicemails around a minute or less. We can play them on the show. Otherwise, that, my friends, is your news for the day. So you can always call us 765-382-6961. And you get you get a little slurpy slurp there. A little water for your canteen. Sorry, I forgot my, my little Yeti makes a little noise. I'm just going to go and mute up while you talk about all those numbers. <laughs> and you can email us. Loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. Now for the fun part, because I'll be honest with you, I forgot this was a thing in the Elder Scrolls. I have not heard this name mentioned in a while. And Cash, it's time for that glorious, glorious lore lesson on the monomyth. Well, take a step back while I send you nuts. Getting good at that spell. You hear the shung at the end? Yeah, it's pretty crisp. So I'm closing her up. I mean, you clearly have morphed that spell. It's sounding good. Well, thank you. So I'm going to throw this disclaimer out there. If you have not heard our friend Arimetheus' podcast, Written in Uncertainties, he also does a podcast on the monomyth. So if you want the educated version of this, Go listen to his podcast and his uh, show on the monomyth. Um, I am going to give you the Cliff's Notes. For all you youngins out there, Cliff's Notes are the very basics. So what we're going to talk about is the monomyth. We're going to take a look at the closer comparison between the various pantheons of Tamriel. Now, I also ask myself, what the heck is Pantheon, Cash? Pantheon is all the gods 
of a people or religion collectively. So we know that's a thing in the Elder Scrolls, especially the Elder Scrolls Online. It's very, very apparent that there are tons of pantheons in the Elder Scrolls. So we're going to talk a little bit about this interesting lore book and what it actually means to the world. The monomyth is seen in Morrowind, Skyrim, and the Elder Scrolls Online. is a theological book that discusses the common creation myths in the world of Elder Scrolls. Now, some of this is going to be a repeat of a few of the things that we've talked about, most particularly when we talked about the Dawn Era, but we're going to repeat it here because it, it does come up in the monomyth and it brings some very interesting perspective as to the origin stories of the pantheons of Tamriel. So the book begins by discussing the relationship between the man and elves. That's always been the biggest conflict in, in Tamriel. Man believed that they were created by forces of the immortal, while the elves believed that they were descended from the forces of the immortal. So in more simpler terms, man feels a sense of inferiority to a higher power, where the elves feel an equality towards that higher power. They would. Well, of course they would, my friend. So this might describe why the elven races, most particularly the Altmer, have a very strong sense of superiority to every other race in Tamriel. So, Lore Lesson 62, we covered the Dawn Era. The first two entities to enter the Void were Anu and Padme. Both of these two entities fell into a great conflict. Now, I'm going to need you to put on your thinking caps here. Anu was a representative of the quintessential form of stasis. Nothing changes. Anu became at odds with Padme who is the representative of change. So as the legend is told, time itself began when these two forces entered the void. Now a conflict between the two led to the very creation of Nur, which is the neutral, which is known as the gray maybe in the Elnifex. Now, Nur, this third entity that represented neutrality, was manifested as a female. Where Anu and Padme were both manifested as male. So you can kind of see what's going to happen here. Two dudes, one pretty girl. Mm. There's going to be an issue. Soap opera. Right. So the problem begins when both Anu and Padme fall in love with Nur. However, Nur likes a dude with a top knot. So she picked Anu. I don't know if he had a top knot. I'm just saying that because it's funny. <laughs> he really did? Okay. I don't know. There's no picture of the dude. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Nur, the neutral, fell in love with Anu, the very manifestation of stasis. And this pissed off Padme. Padme, always wanting change. He got really angry. Like, 
domestic violence angry. Whoa. And he attacked Nur as a result. And then he was banished from time by Anu. Because Anu was upset. Like, that's my woman. You do not touch. You are banished. So Nur, who was severely, severely wounded in the attack by Padme, before she died, she gave birth to the 12 worlds of creation. Wow. Yeah, this gets deep, dude. Still angered, Padme attacked and shattered all 12 of the worlds that she gave birth to. Oh my gosh. Now, Anu was able to fight off Padme and salvage Nur's creation by combining the destroyed pieces of the 12 worlds into one world. Jibs, that one mm. world's name is... Nern. Nern. Gabriel. Absolutely. It is Nern. That is the planet on which the Elder Scrolls series takes place. So this is the foundation of our creation in the Elder Scrolls. And yes, the birth of Nern absolutely took place over the affections of a lady. Wars have been started and finished over money and ladies. <laughs> that is absolutely a fact. Speaking of fact, the first fun fact, the Elnifex, which we just mentioned. That is the ancient language of Nern. It's spoken by the Elnife, which are the old gods of Tamriel, and passed down to most of the races. We're going to talk a little bit more about the old gods. So what remains becomes the origin of Enuiel, the manifestation of order, and Sithis, the manifestation of chaos. So there's a lot of different names that Anu was become to known. What he stood for became became known as Anuiel, or Anuiel, something like that, mm. which was the manifestation of order. And then Padme became Sithis, the manifestation of chaos. So you want to talk about the deep roots of Sithis and evil in Tamriel, and that's where it began. In the Dawn era is where chaos began, thus the birth of Sithis. So from these two beings, the Etadah, or also known as the original spirits, are born. To man, these beings, these original spirits, represent the gods and the demons. To the Aldmer, remember this is man versus Mer at this point. To the Aldmer, the original spirits were known as the Adra and the Daedra, or also known as the Ancestors. So some cultures will call them something different, but every single pantheon in Tamriel is based on this most basic understanding of the origins of the higher powers. So the Khajiiti will see it different, the Red Guard will see it different, the Aldmer or the Altmer will see it differently. But it's all based on this simple story of how good and evil were born. Mm. So one constant that does remain in every single pantheon in Tamriel is that all of them contain both the dragon god and the missing god. And let's talk about both of those. The dragon god. It's all going to seem very familiar, my friends. Trust me, it will seem familiar. 
the dragon god is often called Akatosh. Now, Akatosh is always related to time. So this was the central god of the Cyrodiilic Empire throughout Tamriel's history. The missing god, however, is always related to the mortal plane, where missing, in quotes, refers to his absence from the pantheon or the removal of his divine spark by all other immortals. And that should spark a memory in you if you if you know lore at all the divine spark most often the missing god is referred to as Lorcan mm-hmm. and we've pretty extensively covered Lorcan when we talked yeah, about we um, Vardenfell and um, Almcv Alm which was Almalexia and uh, Vivek and Sothisil Okay, which is all way later than what we're talking about right now. This is the Dawn Era is really what we're talking about. So during this Dawn Era, Tamriel and the mortal plane do not yet exist. This is all just spirits. So most of the original spirits that are bound to either Anu's Light, which was Order, or to the Unknowable Void, which is Chaos, the first actual original spirit to form is Akatosh which starts the beginning of time now because of this concept of time now we now in this universe we have now a concept of time because Akatosh represents the beginning so because of this the other spirits that were out there just wandering begin to realize that hey we have a past and we have a future So they begin to materialize. Now, the most recognizable among these that first materialize are Mephala, Arke, Ifray, Magnus, of course, Lorcan, and then another spirit by the name of Rupka. Lorcan takes it a step further and he decides to move forward with a plan to create a mortal plane and to call it Mundus. Hope this is blowing people's minds because it didn't mind. Little fun fact. When mortal beings begin to manifest, these spirits start to give birth to these mortal beings. The humans see this birth as an act of divine mercy for lesser beings to attain immortality. But the Aldmer, on the other hand, see this as an act of deception, which separates the original spirits from their connection to the spiritual plane. So at the very outset of this whole thing, man and myrrh stand at odds. Let's go back to Lorcan. So Lorcan, one of the original spirits, also known as Doomdrum, which made me laugh was said to have either convinced or tricked the other original spirits into creating the mortal plane. Now, the creation of the mortal plane was said to have upset the status quo, much like his father Padme brought about the instability into the realm of creation. Remember, Padme was Lorcan's father, uh, along with a lot of other spirits that decided to side with chaos. But Lorcan's deception really pissed off a lot of the original spirits who separated him from his divine center. 
causing him to aimlessly wander the mortal plane. Now, each culture has a different interpretation of exactly how this took place, but the main facts will remain intact that this happened to Lorcan, the trickster god. Another little fun fact. As part of the monomyth, there's something called the myth of Arbus. Now, what the myth of Arbus was, was an attempt, an attempt by the original Sigic scholars to explain the basics of the Aldmeri religion to Uriel V at the beginning of his very successful reign. Now, it follows the general path of the explanations that I just talked about, about the where, the where the origins come from, but there's a slight skew toward the views of the Aldmer, which you can probably expect. So let's talk about some of the variations in how people see what the Dawn Era really was about. So the Red Guard, for example, they believe that Sadakal the Worldskin, this one's super freaking weird, by the way. They believe that Sadakal the Worldskin, now this is the Yokudan the, uh, god of everything and a fusion of both Anu, Anu and Padme. It's like both of them together is how the Red Guards see it, the ancient Yokudans. So they believe that Sadakal the Worldskin this manifestation of Anu and Padme together was driven by hunger to eat one world so another may begin. So this continued over and over again, this recycling of worlds, and it prompted the birth of spirits that could survive this transition. So they were looking, basically, it's like Darwinism. They're looking for the strongest to survive. Rupta, also known as Tall Papa, was said to be the first spirit that learned to survive being eaten over and over and over again by Sadakal the world skin. And that's how the Red Guards see creation. This recycling of worlds so the strong survive. Mm. Super freaking weird. <laughs> so. like, okay. Um, and it just, I loved it because it, it represents Tall Papa and I've seen that name so many places in Elder Scrolls Online. Right. Okay, so here's another one. This is how the Cyrodiilans saw it. Shazar's Song is a song that depicts the creation myth of Cyrodiil and thus another variation of the story of creation. Shazar, Cyrodiilic version of Lorcan, was known by the humans of Cyrodiil as the spirit behind all human undertaking, especially against aggression from the Aldmer. Again, at the very onset of all this, there was aggression between man and myrrh. In the song, Shazar brings the ideas of becoming responsible parents and making great sacrifices to the other gods. So what Shazar describes is taking parts of these gods themselves to create a world and in turn sacrificing their own personal powers, their actual body. So with, Shadar, with Shazar's beautiful words of this song and his explanations... He was able to bring the other gods to tears, and thus the Adra gave free birth to the world. They gave them they gave of themselves to birth the world. Now, that took a great toll on the Adra because they were no longer youthful and powerful. They gave them they gave of themselves to create the world. So the Daedra, those that oppose this, are like, hell no, I'm not giving a piece of myself. They mocked Shazar, and they created their own worlds within themselves 
these are the mortal planes. They were able to retain control. So you look at Cold Harbor. Molag Ball was one of these original Daedra who said, I'm not giving anything of me to create anything else, but I will create amongst myself internally. And Cold Harbor's born. And that's just one example. The same happened for Shigorath and the Shivering Isles and all of, the, all of these other Daedra that have their own planes of existence. So the Aedra, that was a cat chick, the Aedra became angered with Shazar because they had given of, them, of themselves to create Mundus. So the Aedra were mad. They thought Sh- Shazar tricked them. And Shazar, don't forget, is Lorcan. So the stories just parallel all these other pantheons. The Aedra were pissed. So, led by Ariel, who was one of the original spirits, some of the other Aldmeri gods sought vengeance against Shazar and defeated him and his forces. Now remember, Shazar's forces, Lorcan's forces, were men. Ariel and his forces were Aldmer. He and his followers would continue, Ariel and his followers would continue to establish the first kingdoms of the Aldmer, the Altmora, and the old Elnafe. Another little fun fact about Ariel. Um, Ariel's bow and Ariel's shield were created by Nuiel to be used by Ariel against the hordes of Shazar, which we know as Lorcan. So you can see how a couple of these different races their versions of how the Dawn Era took place and how creation manifested are paralleled. And these yeah. these are all in the monomyth. Now, I went... Right. I'm only keeping just a little bit of, um, of this lore lesson to the actual words of the monomyth. And we're going to cover them now because they're very interesting. I wanted to just kind of take the monomyth and read it and then explain it in my words to you. And this is kind of how it came out. Well, my words and the words of <laughs> some really good concepts on UBSP, so, and the Imperial Library. Anyway, um, that is kind of the, the cliff's notes of what the monomyth is about. But I do want to finish with an excerpt from the actual monomyth itself, which I think is really, really cool. And this is how creation took place in the eyes of the Aldmer. And this is called the heart of the world. It reads, Anu encompassed and encompasses all things. So that he might know himself, he created Enuiel, his soul and the soul of all things. Enuiel, as all souls, was given to self-reflection And for this, he needed to differentiate between his forms, attributes, and intellects. Thus was born Sithis, who was the sum of all the limitations Enuiel would utilize to ponder himself. Enuiel, who was the soul of all things, therefore became many things. And this interplay was and is the Arbus. At first, the Arbus was turbulent and confusing, as Enuiel's ruminations went on without design. Aspects of the Arbus then asked for a schedule to follow, or procedures whereby they might enjoy themselves a little longer outside of perfect knowledge. So that he might know himself this way too, Anu created Ariel, the soul of his soul. 
Ariel bled through the Arbus as a new force called Time. With Time, various aspects of the Arbus began to understand their natures and limitations. They took names, like Magnus, or Mara, or Zen. One of these, Lorcan, was more of a limit than a nature, so he could never last long anywhere. As he entered every aspect of Enuiel, Lorcan would plant an idea that was almost wholly based on limitation. He outlined a plan to create a soul for the Orbis, a place where the aspects of aspects might even be allowed to self-reflect. He gained many followers, even Ariel, when told he would become the king of the New World, agreed to help Lorcan. So they created the Mundus, where their own aspects might live, and became the Etada, or the original gods. The old gods. But this was a trick. As Lorcan knew, this world contained more limitations than not, and was therefore hardly a thing of a new at all. Mundus was the house of Sithis. As their aspects began to die off, many of the Etada vanished completely. Some escaped, like Magnus, and that is why there are no limitations to magic. Others, like Euphrae, transformed themselves into the Elnafe, the earth bones, so the whole world might not die. Some had to marry and make children just to last. Each generation was weaker than the last, and soon there were Aldmer. Darkness caved in. Lorcan made armies out of the weakest souls and named them men, and they brought Sithis into every quarter. Ariel pleaded with Anu to take them back, but he had already filled their places with something else. But his soul was gentler and granted Ariel his bow and shield, so that he might save the Aldmer from the hordes of men. Some had already fallen, like the Chimer, who listened to tainted Etada, and others, like the Bosmer, had soiled time's line by making... Manish wives. Ariel could not save Altmora, the elder wood, and it was lost to men. They were chased south and east to Old Elnafe, and Lorcan was close behind. He shattered that land into many. Finally, there was Trinimac, Ariel's greatest knight, knocked Lorcan down in front of his army and reached in with more than hands to take his heart. He was undone. The men dragged Lorcan's body away and swore blood vengeance on the heirs of Oriel for all time. But when Trinimac and Oriel tried to destroy the heart of Lorcan, the heart itself laughed at them. It said, This heart is the heart of the world, for one was made to satisfy the other. So Oriel fastened the thing into an arrow and let it fly long into the sea, where no aspect of the new world may ever find it. Long? Wow. Long, but it was so worth that read. And that is just yeah. one part of the monomyth that I fell in love with, because it kind of explains why the Aldmer and now the Altmer feel the way they do. And there's one point in particular about how 
The power of the immortal dwindled down until it ended up. Each generation weaker than the last, and soon there were the Aldmer. Not yeah. cool. It's like they're yeah. they're they're dwindled down. All this power they had as immortals was dwindled down so much that the Aldmer is all they're left with. So you see yeah. why they continue to strive for perfection. Yeah. You know, it's in, it's in their genes. That was really good. And probably one I'm going to go back and listen to multiple times. Because I remember studying, just reading the... And, you know, I know you did some of the cliff notes on it. R- getting in depth on that stuff is incredibly deep. Right. Uh, like, you're, you're constantly rereading kind of deep. So... Yeah, this was really, really good. Thanks, man. Really well done. I appreciate yeah. it. It was fun. And like I said, if you want to hear the, like, the really in-depth and intellectual version, go listen to Arimetheus' podcast, Written in Uncertainty. It's really good. There you go. Well, friends, we hope you enjoyed this episode of uh, Lore Seekers. And, uh, you know, wherever you're listening from, we hope you give us a review. But for every five-star review that we get on iTunes, we give you a shout-out with some love here on the show. And we got a couple to go over. First one, I like this, from Steve Dave from the UK. I like it because it's two first names. He's got two first names. Two first names. Superb ESO podcast. Excellent content and knowledge. Jibs and Cash have great knowledge of not only the Elder Scrolls and all of its massive amounts of lore, but also knowledge of gameplay and pretty much all things ESO. I have been listening in the UK from the start and never miss an episode. If I have one complaint, it's that the podcast isn't long enough. Oh, and the whiskey, whiskey mixing. Just no. Thanks for all the content, guys. <laughs> See, dude. Quit doing that crap. <laughs> oh, I stopped. I stopped. It is a thing. It's called whiskey blending, but yeah, I stopped. Thank you, Steve and Dave. Anyway, yeah, thank you very much. That was awesome. Uh, next, we got Gene Diamond from the U.S. of A. They say, I've been playing Skyrim for a few years and started playing ESO two years ago. I initially gave up on ESO and I, when I escaped when I escaped Cold Harbor at level three because I didn't give it a chance. But after playing Skyrim more and wanting to explore a bigger world, gave me light to experience a much bigger world that is ESO. You guys are motivating and have such a positive outlook on the same interests I have. I'm glad I found you guys because I lore seek with you two while I'm on the clock at work to such a magical tale day in and day out. Helps awesome. me get through my days, and I can't wait till to kill Sloats when I enter Tamriel. Right? <laughs> Thanks, guys. You make my days better. Sincerely, Gene Diamond, a.k.a. Tigra Mall. Thank you. Wow. Man, you know what part really hits me? Yeah. Thanks, guys. You make my days better. Yeah. That's, like, that's cool. We never set out to do that, but, like, how blessed are we to be able to do that to someone's day? Very. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, two guys freaking slapping each other in the face repeatedly with words. <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> it's what we do. It's what we do. Well, thank you. Seriously. Both uh, really appreciate those reviews. It's very kind. And we're glad you enjoy the show. Uh, before we go anywhere, I'm going to give a special shout out. This is from Your Better Half. Silhouette ninety who contact us on email on an email and apparently we have a huge fan who just had a birthday. Kind Colt, thank you so much for your support. 
Thank you for listening. And most importantly, happy birthday. Dilly frickin' dilly, brother. Yeah, happy birthday. Cash? I got a little shout out that I want to hit uh, to uh, actually a couple. Um, the first one is to Kyle Dempster, and he was having a, an issue with his pup. Uh, Louie was having some issues, uh, medical issues. So um, anyway, I just want to give him a big shout out and tell him that you know we're we're pulling for him, and it sounds like Louie's doing much better. And uh, the issue that his dog was having. If you ever watched the stream, he has the most amazing dog. And his so anyway, his pup was sick, and we're freaking total animal lovers and. Heck, one of our, one of our biggest officers that we have here is a veterinarian. So, um, we're big animal lovers at Lower Seekers. So, anyway, wanted to uh, just give Kyle and his and his pup Louie a uh, shout out, and ho- hopefully everything's getting better. Uh, second shout out, which we mentioned earlier, was that uh, Jibs and I. If you're listening to this on Friday, Jibs and I on Saturday evening are going to be uh, helping Hyper Pixie celebrate her one year stream anniversary at her channel. At Hyperpixie Gaming, uh, it's on Twitch TV, Hyperpixie Gaming, and uh, we are going to run, I think, Vet uh, Layer Marshal or um, yeah, Layer Marshalock. Yeah, vet something. Vet something new. Vet something. So anyway, yeah. um, pop over there and you know help Hyperpixie with um, celebrating her one year. She's really fun to listen to. Super yeah. bubbly. And she's she's good at the game. She enjoys it. She does hard content, and she's just a super cool person to be around. So um, pop on over to her channel and uh, celebrate with us. There you go. Uh, if you're looking to join the official Lore Seekers Guild and or community, you can meet fellow Lore Seekers from all over the globe. Visit loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. Read all the tidbits there and uh, download Discord. Join our Discord server, and then put your application in by typing slash apply and the Apply to Guild channel. You can find the show wherever podcasts are free, uh, and that's all the apps, all the things. If we're not there, it'll be a very surprising thing because we're everywhere. Uh, for even more Lore Seeker content, be sure to check out our YouTube channel where Cash posts all our episodes uh, when he's not struggling. YouTube.com forward slash Lore Seekers. Like last week. And... <laughs> And this week. <laughs> <laughs> and visit, if you want to read these lore lessons that Cash puts together, you can read them in text format, as well as our dungeon lore. All the things are there. LoreSeekersPodcast.com. Cash, where can they follow us on Twitter? You can follow us on Twitter. You can get, uh, catch Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can hit myself at LoreSeekerCash, and the cash is with a K. Most importantly, follow the show because... That's where all the action takes place. We are on Twitter at LoreSeekersCast. We are on Instagram at LoreSeekers. And, of course, right here at our home on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash LoreSeekersPodcast. That's right. Everybody, we hope you have a great week. Stay safe. Be awesome to one another. Be kind to someone. And buy somebody's lunch next time you go through a drive-thru. Buy the person behind you. Be awesome to them. We love you. We'll see you next week. Only if it's a Del Taco because it's cheaper. It is pretty awesome, actually.